This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Brian Andrew. I'm here with my QB24, just good enough to be in a 2QB league. Steven Galindo, how you doing? Barely making the threshold as a starter, but here I am. Week 10 is in the books. Um, gosh, the season's going by so quick. And, you know, obviously every week we like to start off our show with um, some notable injuries. Um, this week, it feels like nobody, I don't want to say that their injuries aren't significant, mm-hmm. but f- as far as fantasy goes, there's just only a handful that are kind of give or take. Um, Taylor Heineke, quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons, left uh, the game early with a hamstring injury. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, this puts his Week 11 status in uh, in question. And that affects, you know, guys like Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And I would even say a little bit of uh, Bijan and and Algier. So um, I'd monitor that status there. Uh, Moving along, Deshaun Watson, quarterback Mm -hmm. of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Looks like he has an ankle injury. He says he's going to play in Week 11. We'll have to wait and see. Um, He was seen in... I was going to say, uh-huh. is he the most injury-prone quarterback, I think, this year? Like, there's there's quarterbacks that have gotten significant injuries. But he, he, I feel like every week he comes back, he just goes down with something else. Whether it's concussion, so, whether it's an ankle injury. Ever since the massage thing came out, I think, like, him not getting those massages might be affecting his health. Uh, you know, all right. That's a that's good analysis, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, the Browns this week take on the Steelers. So, I mean, it's a good matchup for Deshaun Watson if he can play. Um, right. Obviously, again, that affects the fantasy value of Amari Cooper, of David Njoku, a little bit of Jerome Ford. The Steelers aren't uh, what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're not the worst defense in the league, but, I mean, you can definitely score points on them. So uh, we'll have yeah. to monitor that to see where he is at. Uh, moving along here, we had Gerald Everett of the Los Angeles Chargers tight end. Tight end is such a wasteland that like any injury to a starting tight end is a little significant because, I mean, aside from the top, I would say like five now, right? Five right. or six. Um, everything after that is kind of give or take matchup prone. So um, we'll have to see, you know, if he is going to play this week. Uh, chugging along here, Alexander Madison, running back of the Minnesota Vikings, suffered a concussion in Sunday's game versus the Saints. So he is most likely not going to play in Week 11. Uh, so it's looking like next man up, Ty Chandler, there we will go. Be starting running back. This week they go up against, I believe, the Broncos on Sunday night. Yep, they sure do. And the Broncos' defense has looked better of late. But I mm-hmm. still think, you know, you're able, you know, they're they're not the best rushing defense, so um, Ty Chandler is going to be a hot pickup this week, and and probably somebody you can spot start in week eleven. That's what I'm thinking as well. Uh, but we'll we'll probably see. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we, I, I know we talked about this in the in the pre-show. We don't have to say names or anything, but can you just let people know of a trade <laughs> offer that was thrown out into the wind? Because Ty Chandler is a starting running back. 
okay. and maybe the people at home can kind of you know wrap their minds around it and be like yeah maybe that was okay maybe that was all right so and you don't uh, have to give who traded who or who offered what all right so just a trade we've seen yeah basically yeah okay uh ty chandler who is right now presumably the starting running back for the minnesota vikings put up double digits last week you know uh and then another team had cooper cup who has been putting up single digits uh the last few weeks you know rightfully so matthew stafford has not been there so straight up one for one ty chandler for cooper cup (laughs) give me your thoughts (laughs) depending on where you're at on that you know end of the trade I mean, I'd, I'd be in disbelief that that offer would even get thrown out into the universe. But hey, you know, maybe if you're a Vi- if you're a hardcore Vikings fan, then then I can see some incentive of why you would hit accept. But mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was funny mm-hmm. for for two reasons. One being like, you know, we're always laughing at these ridiculous trade offers that you know that are thrown out there. For like really good players, my favorite, um, my favorite justification when somebody like sends me a trade and and kind of how they justify it is they say, "Come on, man, I'm trading you like two two guys for one or three for one," mm-hmm. and it's like they're three worst players for like mm-hmm. my second best player on my team. So right. I mean, that's what, I mean. I, I thought that was funny, and then um, also like. This kind of shows where you're at with your homework, right? Like, mm-hmm. have you have you studied? Are you just like, oh, you know what? He put up a lot of points, you know. And hey, I always say, you know, like, what's the worst they can say, right? No, right. So, no trade offer is off the table, but uh, you got to put some respect on his name. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to go on that tangent because uh, it's entertaining, and I hopefully you guys got a laugh out of it. Um, but you know, moving along with the injuries here real quick, let's finish up Derek Carr of the new Orleans saints, uh, was ruled out. He suffered a right shoulder injury. I believe it's the same, uh, same shoulder that he injured at the beginning of the year. And then he also, uh, I guess was being evaluated for a concussion. I don't know if he actually suffered a concussion, but, uh, the saints go on by this week, so they won't be out there in week 11, so, you know, depending on how things go, uh, I think, you know, Carr is mo- most likely going to be out there come week 12. We did get to see a little bit of Jameis Winston. And w- what did you think of that? I don't know. It's, l- let me ask you this. Like, we we could both agree that Derek Carr is probably the better quarterback of the two, right? Yes. Do you, do you, okay. But when, if you have Saints stock, though, don't you get a little bit more <laughs> like, oh, well, James Winston might actually be able to get this offense moving. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're, does your brain go that far or no? Are you just totally off the James Winston <clears throat> bandwagon? I'm, you know, no, I, I'm a big fan of uh, famous James and, you know, his shenanigans of just yoloing the ball up in the air. It's good for fantasy, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to have, you know, 400 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions, like, and they're going to still lose by like six points. So um, I like Jameis for fantasy purposes. Uh, obviously, like Olave looked better when Jameis mm-hmm. was out there. 
um, kind of sticking with the injuries. Michael Thomas was injured, so he he left the game early. Um, and you know, Michael Thomas is obviously in some hot water as well. But uh, I think Jameis Winston is a little bit more fantasy friendly for the Saints. Mm-hmm. But Derek Carr is definitely the quarterback that can control the game right. and you know lead them, I believe, to you know a further playoff push or, or more wins at the end of the season. I agree with that, but I think if you have a lobby stock, you're 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 looking forward to possible Winston starts, but we'll see. Yeah, and then lastly, this isn't really an injury, but more of an update. But uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media um, Sunday night when they played the Raiders, and he he told them that he was eyeing a mid December uh, return, which I think is bananas, B A N A N A S, and I think he's just doing it for hype. At this point, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm a little upset. I, I gave up a second-round pick in my Dynasty League to trade for Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and the guy goes down, you know, the first first series, second play or third play of the game. I remember it clearly. I was sitting there watching Monday Night Football. It was 9-11. You had New York playing Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers runs out of the tunnel with his American flag. And I was buying the hype. I was I was team Aaron Rodgers and and then, you know, the Jets line couldn't block to save their lives and Yep, Aaron Rodgers Achilles pop. So here we are. You know, I had a lot of stock in that Jets offense. I had Dalvin Cook. I had Aaron Rodgers. I had Garrett Wilson. Um, and you know, my season took a turn, took a sharp left turn, uh, when Aaron Rodgers went down. So we'll see if he comes back mid December. I think it's a bunch of just, just hype and, um, there might be no need for him to come back if they're not going to make the playoffs. That's true. And one more, one more injury thing I want to bring up because it was, it was a talking point last week that we thought Carson Wentz was brought in to start this week, but it all signs are pointing that Matthew Stafford is going to start this week. So. I guess I was wrong, and I'll 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 own up to it. I guess. Well, you're not wrong until until kickoff. So you're you're right. You're right. Matthew Stafford is trending in the right direction, but you know we'll see. Because I mean, like he's got to be able to you know grip the ball and protect himself. So there's still a long week of of uh, practice to go through. That's true, and I, I found out today Carson Wentz will be wearing number eleven. I know that doesn't matter in terms of fantasy, but I saw the Rams post. So <laughs> that's been his number, you know, his whole entire right. Uh, except for the, I think commanders his with the Colts. He was number two on the Colts, right? Um, let's see, whenever he was Carson Wentz, my friend. Who was better with the Colts, Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan? Well, that's tough. I guess Carson. Carson Ryan was better. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, funny fact here. Uh, Both of them wore the number two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you had Carson Ryan or 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 Matt Wentz. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh. All right. We 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 good with injuries. 
Yeah, we're good with injuries. I know we kind of just shotgun or machine gun them off there, but mm-hmm. uh, you know we want to keep you guys informed. Um, yeah. All right. So we have a new segment. Uh, you know, we're not doing Boomer Bus again this week. We're gonna do a different segment called Fire Sale. Steven, you want to explain what Fire Sale is? Yeah. So you know, we're we're reaching the three quarters mark of the season. And we're inching closer to the fantasy playoffs. I believe we have four more regular season games and then fantasy playoff time. So these next four games are obviously big ones. Um, But since we're here at this point in time, we wanted to take the time to discuss some players who may have not performed up to expectation and give you our opinion on whether it's time to start the fire sale on them you know, trade them for name, you know, whatever they're, they're worth, name worth, um, name value, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, all, you know, what offense they're on, what team they play for value. Maybe they're coming off of like one decent game or, you know, an okay game where you can trade them, you know, they have a higher value to trade. So we just want to kind of go through some of these guys. And I mean, some of these guys, it's time to just cut the cord, drop them, there you ship go. them for, you know, less than what you'd, hoped to get for them but at this point in the season you need players who are consistent mm-hmm. because you're entering that part of the season where like the standings are going to shake out then also you know come playoff time you want somebody who's going into that part of the season you know um on a roll hot on fire so uh let's get this started here the first guy that came to my mind mm-hmm. when we were writing all these names is Tony Pollard running back of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Personally, I I like Tony Pollard and I know he hasn't performed up to expectation and it's a little concerning after this last game against the giants mm-hmm. where kind of everybody was scoring. And he didn't get in the end zone, but his snap share is there. His touches are there. And I have to believe, I have to, have to, have to believe that positive regression for touchdowns is is right around the corner. They have an easy remaining schedule. Nobody, you know, really scary that they're playing. Right. And then this week... They take on the Carolina Panthers, who have given up the most points to opposing running backs. So um, I'm holding tight on Tony Pollard unless, you know, somebody out there is willing to trade, you know, a, a top 10 running back for Tony Pollard. Real quick, their, their remaining schedule is the Panthers, the Commanders, the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, and then the the commanders again and none of those teams are are very scary except the eagles who play Mm -hmm. very well against the run but i mean that's a pretty pretty decent schedule for him so unless you're getting you know top 10 value in return um i'm 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 holding tight on tony pollard and I'm, i'm crossing my fingers and praying that that regression you know hits positively so the thing about Tony, though, I agree with you, but 
I wouldn't necessarily need a top 10 running back. I think I just need someone who I know will deliver. Maybe a lateral move. Tony Pollard right now is roughly around 24, ranked 24 in a PPR league, a half PPR league. Because although that playoff schedule doesn't entirely scare you, the Dallas Cowboys have played some teams that don't entirely scare you, and Tony Pollard's still not delivering in some of these games. And the offense looks good, it's just Tony Pollard's not getting a piece of the cake. So it's one of it's one of the things like do you I think we have faith in the Cowboys offense, I think we have faith in Tony Pollard. But do we have faith that he's going to eat with the same eat with the same amount of eat the same with his players, right? Like is CeeDee Lamb uh gonna cut into his share, you know, is Ferguson you know, it's not like there's another running back you're really scared of, um, Dallas, but it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know, if someone offered you a deal where you can maybe get a top 20 running back who you feel like is getting you a consistent double-digit game every week, uh, you might want to consider it. But Tony Pollard's still in probably one of the better offenses in the league, give or take, you know. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. So... I I don't know. Like yeah, I guess I'm holding on to him unless you know. Yeah. I mean, look at Brandon Cooks and CD Lamb, for instance. Everybody questioned how come CD Lamb's not getting the ball. Guys had three amazing games mm-hmm. in a row. How come Brandon Cooks isn't doing more? Brandon Cooks went off this past game. And now everybody's questioning. What about Tony Pollard? I think the Tony Pollard. I don't want to say breakout game, but the Tony Pollard return to form game, I think, mm-hmm. is is right around the corner. So I'm personally, I'm holding tight if I have Tony Pollard. All right, moving along here. I think that's fair. Moving along, I want to do a combo with these two guys: Trevor Lawrence and Kelvin Ridley of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I bought stock in both of these guys. Same. And I only regret buying stock in one of them. Um, if you have Trevor Lawrence, I think you can drop him. He can be yeah. dropped. You can find another quarterback. You got guys like Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys who are probably still available um, in most leagues. So Trevor Lawrence, for me, can be dropped. Calvin Ridley. Oh, it's hard, Kelvin Ridley. And it, it could just be personal for me because I, I kind of, uh, I kind of took him early. Mm-hmm. I kind of jumped the gun. I, I, I was buying the hype. And I don't think it's entirely Kelvin Ridley's fault. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, I think this is more of a Trevor Lawrence offensive line issue because Trevor yeah. Lawrence doesn't have enough time to throw the ball downfield to Kelvin Ridley. And I think that's why Christian Kirk is, is being, you know, as successful as he's been the last few games. And I don't think Trevor Lawrence is who everybody expected him to be. And I have to say, I was never a fan of Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) I'm going to put that out there. I I didn't think that his success in college was going to translate over into the NFL. I think he's a good quarterback. Oh yeah. He's, he's good. Yeah, but I think he might be like 
fringe top 10, you know? I I think the frustrating thing is simply because most people drafted him, what, in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round? In mm-hmm. some leagues where you probably have a very QB-happy league, you might have had to take a shot on him in the fourth, uh, maybe even the third. You know, so I think he was highly regarded, had a really good solid end of the season last week and top five and he was like what top five uh top five QB coming into the season, you know, especially with Joe Burrow's calf injury, you know what I mean? So like I think I think Joe Burrow's calf injury kind of elevated that like, oh, we should we should get Trevor Lawrence. And you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is a lot of people's first QBs off the board once the exciting athletic uh QBs were taken off the board like Justin Fields and you know Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. I think once those guys went went off the board, I think Trevor Lawrence was the next one available. Trevor Lawrence so, is a number one overall pick, right? Yeah. Okay, so then there's no reason that he should be under guys like Baker Mayfield, who also was, I believe, a number one pick, but um, Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. Joshua Dobbs, CJ Stroud, Sam Howell. How mm. is Trevor Lawrence behind all these guys? As it stands in fantasy, like, and and it's not that these other guys are like getting one big fifty point game or one like they're consistently averaging twenty plus fantasy points a game, throwing for multiple touchdowns a game, rushing for thirty plus yards a game. Like Trevor Lawrence to me is like a, I think right now I would consider him a bust as of today. Where where he was drafted, he's a bust. Yeah, I would give you. Yeah, that's right. I would say so. I think I think he is probably one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the league, <laughs> but he's he's certainly not a top five quarterback where a lot of people have him picked. He's probably he's not even a top ten right now, right? So it's yeah, it's extremely frustrating. Calvin Ridley, on the other hand, he has his moments. He's, he's he looks very good. He's very hit or miss. Um, honestly, I would probably f- trade him as well. Yeah, you're dropping Lawrence, you're trading Ridley kind of thing. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree with you. Moving along. Najee Harris, <laughs> running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got to be honest with you. Two weeks ago, if you would have asked me about Najee Harris, I would have said sell him. Sell, yeah. sell, sell. But over these past two weeks and just watching him play, he looks more explosive. He looks a little more decisive. The Steelers as a whole look a little bit better. Um, surprisingly, they're 6-3, and three, although they've trailed more than they've led in games. And I would, I would hold tight on Najee Harris. His remaining strength of schedule um, is pretty good. You know, he's, I think, in the top you know, eight or 10 of, you know, teams defenses against running backs. So I think everything's kind of, you know, the needles trending in the right direction for Najee Harris. Yeah, I think so too. Him and Jalen Warren. The reason why we're probably talking about Harris, because Harris was probably a top three pick in most of your drafts. Top three round pick. I should play that way. 
Uh, I would say him and Jalen Warren actually look really good. And it's funny because I still don't see a lot of confidence in the Steelers offense and the Steelers O-line and the Steelers, the Matt Canada offense in general. I don't see it. But at least fantasy wise, the running core, the running core, the running backs have looked pretty good. And I, I'll be honest, I can't sit here and act like I'm smart and I could explain it. There's nothing that I'm seeing on TV that explains why it should be better, <laughs> but it is. So play it while it's hot. And yeah, I would, I would, I would hold on to Najee Harris for now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next on the list is your favorite quarterback. New York Giant Daniel Jones. Now we wanted to put him on here. We know he's injured, mm-hmm. but I just I had a I had a bone to pick because his his ADP at the beginning of the season was quarterback twelve, and in my mind, I'm trying to figure out how people would consider Daniel Jones somebody who has not proven to be a We'll just say for fantasy's sake, a good fantasy quarterback, right. um, you know, over his his tenure as a giant starter. Last year, he did have a decent season, mm-hmm. but I think it was just a combination of a lot of uh, having to rush, you know, rush the ball and uh, a little bit of luck. Last year, he ended the season... As quarterback nine. Right. And if you had to guess, how many passing touchdowns do you think he threw? Last year? Yeah. Out of, okay, so I'm going to just use the one through 10 quarterbacks of last year, fantasy point wise. Mm-hmm. Do you think Daniel Jones is in the top half or the bottom half? Bottom half. Okay. Now, in the bottom half, how many, like, just if you had to guess, right, you, you don't know, you probably don't know, but how many touchdowns do you think he threw being in the bottom half of the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks? 17. Less. 14. Ooh, a little more. <laughs> 15. He threw for 15 passing touchdowns. And he had right. 708 rushing yards. Do you know who had similar stats, who was also in the top 10 of quarterbacks? No, I don't. Justin Fields. Justin Fields threw for 17 touchdowns, and he ran for 1,143 yards. So a majority of their fantasy points came from rushing. But again, I, I think Saquon Barkley, I can't remember at the end of last season if he was injured or not, but I just... I just had to say, Daniel Jones was not a top 12 quarterback. I'm going on a tangent. We're getting back to the main road. He's out for the rest of the season. I don't think he's the Giants' future. I think the Giants know that they, he's not their future, and they need to figure it out real quick because, um, you know, they got to start prepping for 2024. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, you hit the nail on the head there. I have, I have nothing like this. Like uh, the only the only thing I'll bring up is that his contract is stupid. They're barely starting it, so they may give him another season. Yeah, nobody's gonna want to buy that contract out. Yeah, so uh, you want to move uh, to Ramondre Stevenson? 
Let's move on to Ramondre Stevenson. This guy was drafted in the in the top three rounds of your fantasy draft, and um, he's definitely not lived up to expectation. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion, you know, I think we were all seeing this guy as the number one running back in, in New England, and that he was going to be a solid running back one. But I think right now he's between a running back two and a running back three, depending mm-hmm. on the matchup. Right. He hasn't really impressed. I don't know. How do you feel his performance has been thus far? I, I go back and forth because every time I'm kind of out on him, he comes back with like maybe a double-digit game. Because, like, for example, he sandwiches some single-digit games with some double-digit games. Started the season off with 11. I'm, I'm saying rough numbers because not every league's point system is the same. So I'm just going to give you rough numbers, but. Around 11, 13, then he got 6, 5, 2, then went 15, 11, 6, and then 20, and then 11 against the Colts. Uh, he's actually running pretty well against bad teams, and he's ran okay against good teams. But every team that's had a solid defense so far, I would say, Dallas, New Orleans. You count New Orleans as having a solid defense? They sometimes show up. They sometimes don't, right? So it's yeah. But Dallas, the Jets, and I, yeah, we, I, same thing with Miami, right? They sometimes show up. They sometimes don't. Sometimes their offense makes them look good, but I don't know. Like they play against the Giant. He plays against the Giants, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Denver, no, and Buffalo. Like no one absolutely terrifies you, but. This New England offense is dreadful, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. I, I I think like since running back is so scarce, you know, you hold on, you hold on to him. But you might want to uh, entertain some trade, especially if you need another position. Let me ask you this: If someone were to offer you Najee Harris for Ramondre Stevenson, would you take it? I have Ramondre. You have Ramondre, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that. Would you trade... Uh, would you take Tony Pollard if you have Ramondre? Yeah, I'd do that. Okay. If you already and, have... And, and, and I okay. know people are like, what? But I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a Tony Pollard believer. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I'm a... I'm a truther when it comes to Tony Pollard, and I think that positive regression is right around the corner. He's a better. He's in a better offense too. Like the thing about Ramondre, and is give that, that he, to you. He's in a better he, offense. He, Ramondre is in a dreadful offense. Uh, all right, you already have Najee Harris, and someone offers you Ramondre Stevenson. So you've already went with the. You've already had the downs and lows and the highs with Najee. Would you take Ramondre Stevenson then? Depends what my record is, mm-hmm. but I feel like Najee is he- headed in the right direction, and they have similar strength of schedules to end the year, you know, okay. on the easier side. So, I mean, I would just stick with Najee. Okay. So he he is in that lateral position with a lot of running backs, where it's just it's mm-hmm. it's ba- it's simply based on the manager's preference, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's not him alone. All right. He was drafted really high. I'm sure some fans are a little frustrated, but if you stuck with them, I guess you just continue to stick with them. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, another running back that's been, um, uh, to lack of a better word, non-efficient, um, and I'll let you speak on this because you have stock on him, is Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm out on Damian Pierce. I But I have Damian Pierce, and I'm not even pretending to offer him to anybody. <laughs> I'm just like, he's just going to... Chill on my bench. It looks like it's Devin Singletary's job. But yeah, Damien's been out for a couple weeks. Uh, and you saw, if you're watching the game and you're watching the Texans play, Damien Pierce was, you know, had very successful, you know, five to 10 yard runs at times. And they'd get into the red zone and he would run to like the one or two yard line and then it would be called back for holding or something. And then now CJ Stroud's doing his thing, you know, and I think that's happened a lot more often, especially with how young the team is. Like there's been, there's been moments where Damien Pierce probably would have had a 15 to 16 point performance, but it ended up being like an eight or seven point performance. Uh, at the very beginning of the season, the line was not protecting anybody, including the quarterback. But now I think that it's now getting to that point of the season. Like while we're while we're talking about it, like I think we know his role in the team now, and it's it's not looking any prettier moving forward. So he not only does he have to come back healthy, he needs to come back and reclaim his job. So if you have stock, you're probably not trading him because I don't think anyone's taking him. <laughs> and if, uh, I've had some trade offers for him early in the season. Maybe I should have pulled a trigger on one of them, but at that point. Uh, there was my running back situation was not perfect either, so I was like, at least I have one. So yeah, but uh, if you can sell, but you're probably holding on to him. I want. I don't think I'll drop him though, just because you never know how things shake out, and he's technically supposed to have lead back role when he comes back. But we'll see. But yeah, yeah, I I agree with that 100. percent Another running back who was taken in the top 20 uh, running backs was Delvin Cook. And I know there was hype about him coming in and um, starting the season as a starter. And obviously, you know, we're talking about pre-Aaron Rodgers injury. But, I mean, I I bought in on Delvin Cook. I think we talked about it in a uh, a preseason episode where we said that Delvin Cook was going to start the year as the top guy. And eventually, Brees Hall was going to take over, and and here we are at that point. You know, these last two weeks, Brees Hall has basically been the the lead back in that offense. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we got what we wanted from Delvin Cook, and I think that has to do with just basically what that entire offense, what happened to that entire offense. Um, I think with Aaron Rodgers, I think Delvin Cook probably would have been a little more. Um, I think he would have been the Aaron Jones to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. What Aaron Jones was to Rodgers in Green Bay, that would have been Delvin Cook here in uh, in New York if Rodgers didn't get hurt. I, I always hesitate, and sometimes I'm wrong, but I feel like for the most part you're, you're right. Is when <laughs> is when a, when a player changes to – to, okay, how should I put this? When a player is joining a team pretty late in the in the off season, 
and they've already have years under their belt, usually it doesn't go as smoothly as we might think. Like we look at individual performance and then we try to plug it in with this new team and we think it should be fine. The only players I could think on top of my head, and I'm sure other people have other ones, but uh, Cream Hunt with the Browns and Adrian Peterson, wherever he went. Like he, he, for the most part, was pretty productive as a running back, right? Yeah, he was. And I know there's some people are going to be like, well, what about this guy? And I'm sure there is some, you know. But for the most part, when you have a dynamic running back like Delvin Cook and you try to put him in an, in an offense where, well, supposed to be honest, they have a real – they have they have a already an established running back. Yes, he's coming back from an injury, but um, I always hesitate taking those running backs. I'd rather be proven wrong in those situations than reach for one. And I'm not saying I saw it come because I thought he was going to play a lot better than he has. And then I know he was trying to get traded at the trade online, and then it happened. And I know Aaron Rodgers getting hurt really affected how this whole offense was going to look in general. So it's not entirely on Delvin Cook. But yeah, uh, I guess like I, I spent a long time getting to the point of just saying, like, you know, whenever a new player joins a new team, especially late, I I tend to hesitate. And yeah, if you have them, it's one of those same things. Like you could drop them. Most, I've, I've seen most people do that anyway. So yeah, I think he's droppable. Moving on. Um, this guy here, I had, I, I had really high hopes for him, and he hasn't kind of lived up to expectation as well. Devonte Adams of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. He's had an up and down season so far. I'm yawning, guys. <laughs> Pushing through this. That's how bad these players are. Devonte Adams has had a decent season, mm-hmm. but the last few games. You know, he's he's kind of, I don't know, he's he's kind of been trending in the wrong direction. Um, well, you, you can say the Raiders have been trending in the wrong direction. Yes, they fired their <laughs> coach. Antonio Pierce, you know, a local, local guy. You know, he grew up in the same area we grew up in. He, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he didn't, he grew up in a different area than us. Southern then, California, but... Where did he grow up? He went to like Colony High School or something like that. I don't think so, man. I'm, I'm going to look this up now. <laughs> we 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 yeah, we, uh, we're going to look this up here because Brian Brian thinks Antonio Pierce grew up down the street from us. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, right? But he, let's see where this guy. Let's see. He he was born in Long Beach. Oh, he went to high school in Paramount. I guess I'm way off base. And yeah, I thought he grew up in the. I, Oh, it's just maybe just because you went to Mount Sac. Maybe that's why. Yes. Who, who we, am I thinking of that went to? <laughs> who's a famous? There's a famous linebacker who went. Oh, yeah, Bobby you know, Wagner. Ba- Bobby Wagner. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Bobby Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm losing real, all credibility on this podcast right now. Real quick tangent: My ex brother in law went to Colony High School at the same time that Bobby Wagner went to high school, and. He swore up and down, like, yeah, my friend Bobby Wagner, like, my boy Bobby Wagner. I'm like, bro, Bobby Wagner don't even remember you, my guy. Like, <laughs> cut it out, dude. Uh, needless to say, he, he's he been cut. But uh, back to the main <laughs> program here. 
Devontae <laughs> Adams. Um, I'm holding on to him because I like what I saw these last two games. And this last game um, against the against the uh, was it the Jets? No, not the Jets. No, it was the Jets. Yeah, this last game against the Jets, um, they actually looked not too bad. Okay. The Raiders as a whole. I know they leaned heavily on Josh Jacobs, but I think that they're going to figure it out. I mean, you know, it's Aiden O'Connell's third start, something like that, right? So mm-hmm. I think they're going to figure it out, and I think better days are ahead for for uh, Devontae Adams. Let's see. He put up, he put up 11 points. He had... Uh, six receptions, 86 yards. Um, that's that's pretty good, actually. He had 13 targets. And that's against the Jets, you know, top three defense there, top three passing defense. Um, so I think better days are ahead. They play Miami. I think Kansas City is going to be a little bit tough. But they play Minnesota, the Chargers. They play Indianapolis. Um, so I think they're going to have better days ahead. So I'm holding on to Devontae Adams. I'm holding on to him too, because you don't want to trade him and have him go off somewhere else. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't have a ton of faith in this. In I almost said Oakland in this Las Vegas offense. I don't have a ton of faith in him. Like, but he's still talented. It's not like he's lost a step or two. It's just you know the Raiders are on their second quarterback of the season and I don't know, but you know what? Well, I, I think I'll give this recharged Raiders team maybe two or three more weeks before I'm completely out. Uh, you want to, okay. Speaking quick, of, Oh, okay. Go real quick it. before we move on to these last few guys, if somebody offers you Chris Olave for Devonte Adams, are you doing it? No, I'd rather just keep Devonte. How about Brandon Ayuk for Devontae Adams? I might take that. And then lastly, how about Tank Dell for Devontae Adams? Ooh. I feel like my brain would say in name value alone I should hold on to Devontae, but he, Tank is looking better and he's in a better offense for sure. And last one, Michael Pittman Jr. or Devontae Adams? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree I think Michael Pittman's a little bit more consistent. Like, Devontae has a better sh- chance of going off for, like, 28 points. But Michael Pittman's going to give you a solid 11 to 12 every week. <laughs> so, And that's and that's without a touchdown. That's without a touchdown, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, I think we always circle around back to these Jets. <laughs> The good old New York Jets. You spent a second round pick on this guy. Mr. Garrett Wilson, where are you at? So I traded my shares of Garrett Wilson probably like five weeks ago. And I, you know what? I haven't been disappointed. The week after I traded him, I had a little bit of like regret, you know, FOMO. Like, oh, what if he does go off? But the more and more I watch Zach Wilson play quarterback, the more and more I feel way better about getting rid of Garrett Wilson early. Is Garrett Wilson talented? Heck yes. Is he the number one receiver on the team? Heck yes. Mm-hmm. If Aaron Rodgers was there, would he be you know top five uh, fantasy receiver? Heck yes. 
the fact of the matter is they have Garrett Wilson playing under center. They got Robert Sala pretending that everything is okay. It's 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 a dumpster fire. Actually, it's. I, I think it's, you I think you might have said Garrett, Garrett Wilson's under center, and I just thought to myself, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I, no, 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 you're good." I I I just thought to myself, maybe the offense would be better. If Garrett Wilson was under center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a I think it's an alcohol fire. There's an invisible fire. I don't know if anybody's seen the videos. I like where this podcast has gone so far. This is what probably this is, one, a fun, this, this is a good one. This is this is probably my, the most one had on this podcast this year. Continue. So it, it's like a an invisible flame. There's a video of like race car drivers. I think at, it's not a gasoline fire. I think it's an alcohol fire, some sort of fire, and other than gasoline. And so the guys get out of the car and they're like, you know, they're on fire. You just can't see the fire. It's an invisible fire. And they have to put them out. And I think that's what the New York Jets offense is. It's this invisible dumpster fire that Robert Sala is saying, like, no, we're good. Garrett Wilson's the guy. If Garrett Wilson was the guy, you guys wouldn't have gone out and got Aaron Rodgers, right? If Garrett Wilson, or not Garrett Wilson, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson. Let me correct that. If Zach Wilson was the guy, you wouldn't have gone out and got Aaron Rodgers. If Zach Wilson was the guy, you wouldn't have started Mike White and Joe Flacco last year. Like. Mm -hmm. Zach Wilson is not the guy. He's not that guy, pal. You guys should have traded for Joshua Dobbs. You guys should have traded for Kirk Cousins. You know, you should have traded for a quarterback who in a week or two, yeah, they'd have to learn the offense, but this offense would probably be booming. They have Brees Hall. They have Garrett Wilson. I mean, Alan Lazard is a decent wide receiver. You know, their tight ends aren't bad. Like, I think overall... They would have been way better. Plus, the defense would have helped people in check. Defense is what's kind of keeping them afloat right now because the defense keeps people in check, but the offense hasn't scored a touchdown, a passing touchdown. Gosh, I don't know how many weeks. I'm I'm surprised if you'll even find the stat right now. <laughs> I'm looking right now. Let's move on to the next guy. While I do that, all right, Christian Watson. Would, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hot take. In terms of players that we're extremely hype on, Christian Watson might be one of the most disappointing ones because he, I don't even feel like he's had. I'll I'll double check this right now. Maybe he's had one, but I don't think he's had a great game at all this year. Right? Yeah, not even one. Like he's might he might I think he got in double digits maybe once maybe twice. I'm just double checking that. We're both looking up stats now. Uh, <laughs> but he got it to double digits, but it's because he scored a touchdown. You know what the most receptions he's had in a game this year is? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Three, three. He he three scored three receptions. Yeah. So he had three receptions for 91 yards, and that got him about 10 points in one week. And then he got two receptions for 25 yards plus a touchdown that got him 10. He has not eclipsed 11 points yet. His last four weeks, he has not even gotten five points yet. He might be arguably the the most disappointing hype player that, yes, he's had injuries, but he hasn't had, in my opinion, like uh, the injury like some of these players have had. Like you could be disappointed in Aaron Rodgers, but he has the Achilles injury, right? You could be disappointed in so-and-so or whatever. But Christian Watson might be 
one of the most disappointing draft picks in fantasy football this year. And I I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody that is maybe slightly more disappointing, but that might be one of the most disappointing picks this year. So when was the last time the Jets threw a touchdown? (laughs) So the Jets last threw for a touchdown against the New York Giants three weeks ago, October 29th. Okay. So before before Halloween. (laughs) Before Halloween, but in the last... You know, not counting that game, in the last five games, there hasn't been a, a thrown touchdown pass. The last time that Garrett, Garrett, I keep saying Garrett Wilson, the last time Zach Wilson threw a touchdown pass was against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a one-yard pass to the tight end on October 1st. October that was the 1st. last time he threw a touchdown pass. All the touchdowns that they've scored, which is like three other touchdowns, mm-hmm. have been... Brees Hall. So, so, so you told me that there was a touchdown pass thrown on the 29th, you said? Yeah, that was to Brees Hall. It was a, like, 60-yard touchdown pass against the Giants. And that was Zach Wilson? Yeah, Zach Wilson to uh, Brees Hall. Okay. But prior to that, the last time that he threw a touchdown pass was October 1st. One-yard touchdown pass to the tight end. Other than that, Brees Hall has scored all the touchdowns since then. Good times. To this day. Would you rather be a Jets or a Giants fan right now? <laughs> Probably a Jets fan because at least you got Aaron Rodgers. Like you Next have some year. sliver of hope. Yeah, okay. You're sitting there. You're chanting your Jets, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, right? Mm-hmm. And um, at least you know Aaron Rodgers there, right? You have You have – the Aaron Rodgers experience, right? Mm-hmm. What do you have on the Giants? What do the Giants have for them? Like, like as a Giants fan, if you're out there, tell me what is it about the Giants that you can like be happy about right now? I guess maybe getting the number one pick. I was gonna say like you have Saquon, you just gave him an extension. I I would probably and then it kind of stops. It wasn't there. even an extension. It it was it was restructuring. Oh, yeah. It was restructuring a one year deal that was similar to the franchise tag with you're, a little more incentives. You're right. Not even not even more than a million dollars. Jonathan Taylor is the one who got the 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 extension. Um, yeah. I guess if you're a Giants fan, you won a couple Super Bowls within the la- within your lifetime. I guess that's about it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, one more player I want to bring up just on the flip side, cause I think we brought up a lot of negatives. I want to bring up a positive. He was not drafted very high, but he is someone that you might not be able to trust moving forward or you do trust. And that would be Sam Howell. quietly got into the top 10 quarterbacks this year. And it's funny because whenever you would watch a, a Washington game, you'd be like, man, this, this game might be dreadful, but he goes, he's been going in there. He's been holding his own. He's got a few 30 pieces on him. And I would say, like, if I would say you trust him right now, he's the fourth QB ranked. Last game, 25, before then 18, 31. Then he had a nine point game. He has a 0.6, a 0.6 game this year. But outside of that, he's been 15 points or higher. He's gotten 20 points higher in one, two, three, four games this year. Uh, 
I do you trust him moving forward? Like he's he's on the positive side of this of this conversation. Would you trust Sam Howell over some of these other quarterbacks moving forward? It's not a matter if I trust him. It's a matter of how much they throw the ball. Yeah. They're throwing the ball 30 plus, you know, 40 plus times a game. Like Sam Hell is going to be, he's got to get the ball into someone's hands. And actually he's looked pretty good. Like he's looked decent. Like he's put up two good games against Philadelphia's defense. You know, the only, the only week that he looked horrible was against Buffalo at the beginning of the year when Buffalo looked good. Mm-hmm. Now Buffalo's, you know, I think if they played him, you know, today, it'd be a different story. You know, Buffalo's got some injuries on the defense and they're not as strong in the secondary. So I think Sam Hell is the real deal. And if the commanders can kind of, you know, take what they've got this year and take a step forward next year, I think, you know, they can be obviously in that weak NFC um, conference or, you know, the the NFC is just weak in general. I think they can make a, a pretty good playoff push. Let me ask you this next year then. We are looking at Daniel Jones, who was ranked in the top 12, you 12, know, uh-huh. and, and stuff like that. So Sam Howell will probably at this rate most likely finish in the top 10. You know, even if he has some off weeks, I think he's secured at least possibly a top 10 spot. Do you feel next year you would confidently draft him in the top 10 quarterbacks? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's 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 eight, nine, ten. I'm drafting him before I draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. You know? Like let's see, real quick, the top ten quarterbacks ADP wise this year. Obviously Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. Those are your top ten. Then you got two uh, Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins rounding out. You know the the top thirteen. I'm taking Sam Hell over Trevor Lawrence, over Deshaun Watson, over Daniel Jones, over Dak. Ooh, I don't know. Dak's looked really good lately. He has. If this was no, actually, if we're looking at it as of today, no, I, I would I would take Dak. Would you? Take him over Justin Herbert. No, I'm still taking Justin okay. Herbert over him. All right. I feel like the uh, Chargers are just slinging the ball because their defense isn't really good, so they're having these high-scoring games. Yeah, and so fair. I think you know Justin Herbert, talent-wise, is better than than Sam Hell. Yeah, I'm high on him. But I mean, dynasty-wise and. You know, if you're on the back end of choosing a quarterback, you know, you're not one of those early round QB um, drafters. I right. think, you know, if you drafted Sam Hell, you're you're pretty happy right now. Uh, yeah, I agree. So that rounds out our uh, fun fire sale segment. Um, Brian, can you let the people know where they can find us on the app formerly known as Twitter? On the app. Formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X. You can find us at OT Fantasy F Ball. You know, like, well, you know, you could like, hold on. <laughs> Leave a comment. 
let us know how our episodes are doing. You can find our podcast where you find your podcast. You can like, subscribe, let us know how we're doing. We would really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate the listens. Like Brian said, if you can uh, like it, you know, maybe write a quick comment. Um, It definitely helps the algorithm. Um, I'm having a blast doing these episodes. Um, You know, we're, like I said, we're, we're, almost three quarters of the way done with the season here. The fantasy playoffs are just around the corner. So um, if you're going to trade, now's the time to trade before the deadline. I think in most leagues, it's it's right around this time. So get those trades going. Good luck. Set your lineups. Do your homework. As always, we're not fortune tellers, but we're here to bring you who you should keep, who you should drop, who you should trade and all other things fantasy football. I'm Steven. That's Brian. This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.